the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Markets are rallying today on the strength of Target as a retailer and Home Depot and Walmart all basically saying the American consumer is doing just fine. And that kind of says, don't sound the recession bells quite yet. So a lot of what we lost in August at the start, we've gotten back. We're going really fast to go nowhere, right? Fast up, fast down. Not a lot going on, but we're having a great overall year. The Trump administration is looking for ways to continue the great overall year, in large part because it's an election year, starting in 2020. But I think we could all say that the election year seems to start every year a little bit sooner, right? Every cycle a little bit sooner, a lot like Christmas. Haven't been in a retail store recently, but I'm sure Christmas decorations are going up sooner rather than later. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Let's do a quick segment with CFP Chad Burton. It's been a while since we've pulled him on air. Chad? Now, Certified Financial Planner, Chad Burton. Let's welcome in Certified Financial Planner, Chad Burton. You can find him online at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. And he is a certified financial planner, which is different than a stockbroker, which is different than... Um, you know, an investment advisor, it's different than a certified retirement specialist, which is a made up title. The only title I care about is a CFP. Let's talk withdrawal. Mm-hmm. Let's talk pulling money out, withdrawal methods. Um, if you don't want to make a baby, no, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about pulling money out of <laughs> retirement. Um, you you got this nest egg. What's the concept that we need to know on how to pull money out so that the rate, we don't burn too much too fast? Well, the first idea is getting an, knowing whether or not you're you're withdrawing too much. Right. If you're 50 years old and you're having to draw 4% of your portfolio to live and you think you can stay retired, you can't. You have potentially 50 years worth of inflation. So if you're drawing $50,000 a year now, in 18 to 20 years, you're going to have to live, draw $100,000 a year to live. And with muted returns in the, in the bond side, with very low income on bonds, you're going to run into problems. So, you know, 65, if you can draw 4% of your portfolio to live, you're going to be okay. More than that, you're going to run into some problems, which means that means that you're not going to be able to keep up with inflation. How realistic is it that I never touch my principal and I just live off my dividends? If you can retire at 65 and and comfortably have, you know, 2% of your portfolio to live, and then that starts the draw rate. So eventually you're going to have, you know, be pulling you know, all of your income. Yeah. So if you're only pulling two or 3%, that means the majority of your returns can be reinvested for future inflation. Um, and in the past you could just, if you were that type of a wealthy person, you could just turn around and put all your money in treasuries. Now that's not the case. Treasuries are at a, a historical low in terms of yield. 
And how, so there's almost more risk there than having a mix of stocks and bonds. How often do you recommend people search for higher yield, knowing that they're going to compromise on credit quality and or compromise on uh, equity smoothness or uh, what am I trying to say? Principal uh, risk. Well, what you look at is credit spreads. Okay. So the times where you're going to look at compromising or taking a little bit more risk and going for that higher yield. And an example of this is you look in March of 2009, where all bonds were thrown out with the stock market. I mean, the bond market got crushed for a short period of time. And the spreads between AAA rated debt and government debt versus high yield debt was at an all time high. And within a year or two, you had, you know, 15 to 30% rates of return on high yield bond funds. Um, so when the credit spreads between high-quality bonds and high-yield bonds is at a historical high or higher than the 10-year average, that's when you move money into those categories. The problem is right now that I think a lot of people are moving into way too much into preferred stocks with financial companies. Um, they're moving into uh, high-dividend-paying stocks that are directly tied to interest rates. And they're searching for that yield to replace bonds and replacing it with very volatile assets. How about protection from inflation? You mm-hmm. can truly never protect yourself from inflation, even with Treasury inflation protected securities, because different types of inflations occur. You know, tips only protect you against consumer inflation, sort of. Yeah, it's kind, kind of the CPI. CPI. Yeah. Whereas senior citizens, their inflation is more tied towards healthcare costs, which is higher than the CPI typically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, five to six percent. So, can you truly protect yourself against inflation with your principal, or is that just a fantasy? In theory. Okay. You can by um, in terms of if you look at an overall bond portfolio, you typically want some corporate bonds, a mix of you know high quality and a, a mix of a little bit of high yield in there when you're retired. On the government bond side, you want basic government bonds, and those come in the forms of treasuries or tips, treasury inflation protected bonds, where the face value of the bond gets adjusted upward if there is inflation. Um, and uh, Ginny Mays, for example. But then of your bond portfolio, you want a good percentage of that, too, in foreign bonds. And this is something we talk about, because if you're earning interest rate, if you're earning interest in other currencies' bonds, or other countries' bonds, and their currency, and your dollar's falling, once you move that currency back into U.S. currency, you get that extra boost from the, the exchange rates. So by being with a good foreign bond manager, and they're focusing on countries that have an increasing currency versus the U.S. dollar... That's a, that's a hedge against inflation as well, and then investing also in things like you know energy stocks that pay a nice dividend. That's another way to do it. So in theory, you can, but we're 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 coming into a time, Rob, where ten years ago nobody was investing in commodities, right. and the correlation was almost negative to the stock market. So you know if stocks were down, typically commodities would be up, kind of like with bonds. Now everything. Real estate used to be that way as well. Now both real estate and commodities have gone closer to a correlation with the stock market. So really, to really hedge against the bad times, you still need that three years' worth of expenses and cash in retirement. Any final thoughts on taking capital gains as an investment strategy as far mm-hmm. as pulling down your uh, principal? Yeah, because what you have to do when you, uh, you know, five years prior to retirement, you need to look forward and say, how much am I going to have to draw from my portfolio every year? So here's my expenses. Maybe it's 100000 a year and you're getting fifty from Social Security and your pensions. You're going to have to draw fifty from your portfolio. That means you're going to have 150000 in cash. And that's where you're going to spend your money from. You're going to send your dividends and interest from your, your portfolio to your checking account, and you're going to spend some of your cash. And every quarter, you look at your portfolio. If you have an up quarter, you peel off enough of those gains uh, to replenish the cash. Does that mean you pay taxes? Yes. But would you rather pay taxes on gains or watch your gains disappear? We're talking withdrawal 
from your lump sum, from your pension, from your retirement plan, from your nest egg. I'm speaking with certified financial planner Chad Burton for more information about how to draw down your account. Find him online at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. And I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. You can find me at Rob Black Show or newfocusfinancial.com. TJ Maxx doesn't have much of an e-commerce footprint, which is pretty interesting. TJ Maxx has been one of those discount retailers where you go into it and you're like, woohoo! I can get a polo for, it says $120, but this today it's $90 off, so it's only $30? <laughs> what a scam, right? Just print tickets that say that, and people are like, woohoo! They get excited. Um, I know people that shop at TJ Maxx, and they feel like they got a bargain, so they like it. Now, how do they stay relevant if they don't have much of an e-commerce footprint? They're doing really well with same-day store sales. Uh, better than most of their competitors. It's something that they're going to have to address. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. And take a look back at TJ Maxx stock. It's been a pretty big winner, winner, chicken dinner for the last 20 years. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Tickets coming up. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Goldman Sachs has put out a hiring note. They want 100 engineers. Bankers don't need to apply, just coders. What's that tell you? Goldman Sachs is looking towards the 21st century and the almighty millennial. Millennials don't like, I, I, don't, I don't like going to stars. Millennials don't like going to stars. They don't like going to banks. Um, I once, how should I always say, was involved with a millennial, and it was hilarious because ordering breakfast with her, she's like, is the orange juice fresh? Is the orange juice fresh? So she'd ask the waiter, is the orange juice fresh? And basically what she was trying to say is, I don't want it out of a carton. It's only good enough for me if you cut the orange in half and squeezed it. Let's just say she had an expensive taste to her. Um, but I totally digress. Uh, the world's first 30-year bond was introduced in Germany, and it flopped. Governments issue bonds as a way of raising cash. And Germany said, you know, hey, if you give us money, we'll give you your money back. But we're not going to pay you anything over 30 years for the right to hold your money. Okay, now I'll pass on that one. Retail's leading the markets higher today, but get this, ladies and gentlemen. One of my favorite, favorite things as a kid was reading. One of the worst things I ever read was Winnie the Pooh. It was depressing. It was discouraging. You later in life learned that uh, it was something to do with a drug addiction. That Christopher Robbins was had problems. And I know you're saying, don't ruin it for me. Um, but probably one of the most intriguing characters is Eeyore. He was a donkey who was sad. He was miserable. He wasn't fun. There was the owl. There was Piglet. But Eeyore was just pessimistic, gloomy, depressed. He was an old gray donkey, but he was a friend of, of Winnie the Pooh's. And uh, for some reason, I've always had a thing. I didn't like Tiggers. 
It's fun to be a Tigger because Tiggers are wonderful things. It's fun, fun, bouncy, 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 fun, 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 fun. The only thing about being a Tigger is I'm the only one. I hate it, Tigger. But Eeyore I had a thing for because I felt sad for him. Pooh, I didn't really much care for him. Like, he's a fat bear who's addicted to sugary honey. I had no love affair for him. But I always liked the noise that donkeys make. They go, Eeyore, Eeyore. I know you're saying, where is this going? Well, first and foremost, the people that wrote great literature, uh, a lot of them hung out together in the 20s, 30s, and 40s. Uh, Tolkien was, you know, good friends with, you know, other great writers. And they always had theories and ideas about their books that most people didn't quite understand. Um, Classic, classic illustrations, but even more classic literature. So I really grew up on classic literature, if you were to say that. But now I'm totally digressing, and I want to mention, you're saying, why are you talking about donkeys? Because I'm going to be talking about a government mule. (laughs) I see the transition. Oh, I got tickets to give away today, tickets to give away tomorrow, tickets to give away Friday, tickets, tickets, tickets to the Mountain Winery in Saratoga. Big show coming up in six days. Tuesday, August 27th at the Mountain Winery in Saratoga. Government mule. Rock and roll music has always been a reflection of the times. Government mule has a new album out. Revolution come. Are we going to overthrow Trump? Maybe. New album's coming out. The band sets the tone with their legacy with cleverly crafted songs. Grammy Award winning vocalist. I think they're out of the South. Don't they sound like they're from Austin, Texas? So Government Mule is going to be playing with Nikki Lane. Nikki Lane is a young Nashville singer. One of country and rock's most gifted songwriters. This sounds like a pretty good show to be at. And trust me, it's my favorite place to see a concert in all of the Bay Area. Maybe, maybe something in San Francisco. The Bill Graham is close. But the Mountain Winery in Saratoga rules them all. They are the John Snow of amazing concerts and just a great venue. When you're there, you're going to look up and see wineries in the background. And you're going to be like, ah. A lot of the San Jose Sharks live in Saratoga. It's so lovely. The restaurants in Saratoga are nice as well. Winner receives a pair of tickets to Government Mule with special guest Nikki Lane Tuesday, August 27th at the Mountain Winery in Saratoga. You can learn more by going to mountainwinery.com. It's mountainwinery.com. Guess who else is coming up? The Tower of Power. Talking about 80s and the power of love. Huey Lewis, Back to the Future. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Big play for Tower of Power. Um, then there's going to be Lost 80s Live. I don't know how they're going to do this. But the Mountain Winery somehow is going to get a flock of seagulls, missing persons, Wang Chung, and emotion, real life, the motels, the vapors, the escape club, boys don't cry, Farrington and man, trans X, all in one show. And then later in the summer, Josh Groban. Do you want to build a snowman? So these tickets, 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Just use the password, eeyaw, to get your tickets. You got to do the eeyaw or you don't get the tickets. Winner receives a pair of government mule with special guest Nikki Lane, Tuesday, August 27th at the Mountain Winery in Saratoga. You can learn more by going to mountainwinery.com, mountainwinery.com. KDOW.biz does a nice job of explaining some of our contests as well. Previous winners are excluded in the last 90 days and no one named. 
Harry Styles is allowed to win. Just my thing. Just my thing. What did Harry Styles ever do to you? Nothing. So markets are doing quite well. It's been an interesting yo-yo of month of August. Number of 401k millionaires hits an all-time high in the United States, and I say congratulations to you on that. Low rates are giving the housing market a boost. At some point in time, rates will have nowhere to go but up. And when that happens, it won't happen fast. But when it happens, I think the easy money in real estate will be over. Because the amount of home you could afford is directly tied towards the low interest rate. You could afford a lot more in interest rates of 3% on a 30-year mortgage than you can at 5%. The IMF is warning against currency intervention. Jackson Hole meeting for the Federal Reserve this week. Today we get the Federal Reserve notes. I'm not looking forward to those. I don't think they're going to be market movers because Trump came out with his new tariffs after that fact, which depressed the markets. You can find me online at Rob Black Show. Don't forget to call 800-516-1220 to win those tickets right here, right now for Government Mule. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Foster the People. Interesting. Uh, Two-brother band. A couple other people in the band. One of them's pretty good looking, and one of them got hit by the... Uh, fell off the tr- ugly tree and hit every ugly stick on the way down. It's weird how families work out, eh? 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Money, investing, and more. Um, thanks for listening. I should say that on occasion. Payroll tax was a big question that went around Wall Street yesterday. A lot of people haven't heard of it because, you know, you don't do this for a living. Story doesn't come along, but every six or seven years, the Trump administration is considering a payroll tax cut for American workers. And there ain't no way the, the House of Representatives or the Senate are, are going to approve it. Too much of a ballooning deficit problem. And it would boost the economy, in my opinion, which would help his chances of getting reelected, which Congress just ain't going to play that game in an election year, is my assumption. If the economy went to heck in a handbasket, maybe Congress would say, how about an infrastructure bill? We could do that during an election year, but I don't know about this one. So payroll taxes come out of, guess what, your paychecks. Vast majority of American workers... Um, are used to you know seeing their checks not being complete, right? You look at it and you go, oh, I lost a lot of money to Social Security. Well, wait, wait, Medicare took some money? What's this thing that I paid for unemployment insurance? It's all part of your payroll tax. Uh, payroll tax generated about $855 billion last year. So the portion for Social Security that you pay 6.2% of your wages how much of that would be cut is a big question. And, you know, again, isn't it supposed to be going to Social Security? And why are we spending today what I'll gladly pay you on Friday for a hamburger today? That stuff doesn't go over. Popeye wasn't real. What was the guy's name? Blimpy or something like that? I'll gladly pay you for a hamburger on Friday. If I can eat it today, 
um, get out of my store. That's what I would scream to them, you know? Go, shoot, get on, go, get on out. So that's the problem, the cost. If you cut the payroll tax from 6.2% to 4.2%, it's going to cost about $150 billion a year in revenue for the Social Security Trust Fund. And we already know it's struggling to make ends meet. And as more and more people retire, it's going to go to the point where it's not properly funded. I'm not saying it's going to go bankrupt. I'm not going to say you're not going to get your Social Security check. Because I truly believe that we are a nation of can kickers. We'll kick the can down the road. And we'll say, well, we need to have a baby boom. Everyone, take Friday off. We're going to have a national holiday called Make a Baby Day. Because we need future taxpayers. I wouldn't be surprised if it comes to that. Remember how China can only have, you're only allowed one baby? And a lot of Chinese people wanted one male baby. And that was an issue. We may have the other issue. We need taxpayers. China's kind of got a different thing going from a very poor farming country 30 years ago to more of a manufacturing country in this day and age. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. So the payroll tax thing, I don't think flies. I think we have too much of a big deficit, and I think in a, an election year, it would be tough for any congressman to put their name on it when they're trying to get reelected. It's a step in the wrong direction when debt's already high, in my opinion. But again, I get it as a tool. Elsewhere out there, the number of 401k millionaires hit a record high. I'm happy. That's one of the better stories that I've done this year in 2019. I like it. Walmart's suing Tesla after seven fires at their stores on some of their solar panels. And Walmart's saying, we want you to come and take all this crap off. Um, it's not working the way you said it would. The construction and the contractors did a poor job. We could see defects on the, the materials. Tesla's getting kind of... How shall we say more bad press than good press these days? But the number of investors with at least $1 million in their 401k accounts rose to 196000 at the end of the second quarter. January, February, March, first quarter. April, May, June, second quarter. That's up from the 180000 the previous. So we have a stock market that's rallying big time. We big time for like nine years. And if you take a look at the last 25 years, what an age of prosperity. It's like that horrible, horrible musical. Aquarius. Was it Aquarius? Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, Jesus Christ Superstar. This is the dawning of the age of Aquarius. Um, this is the age. Of, it's a golden age of investing. And for the record, I hate all musicals. I'm okay with like operas. Italian operas, that works for me on some levels. But musicals don't work for me. I'm a kitty cat, meow, 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 midnight. Some of the... And the kitties are all sleeping. Uh, Broadway shows suck. Hamilton sucks. I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to be the first person to say that. Okay, is it innovative? Yes. It's awful, though. It's dreadful. It's miserable. Just my opinion. I don't mind a good play. Don't ruin it with singing. So 180,000 Americans have a 401k worth a million dollars. That's good. I like that. 
Um, that and Social Security, you might be able to make ends meet when you retire. So Social Security is really not going to cover your health care costs. It's going to be about a push is my expectation. So that's a good number. That's something I can work with. Um, uh, but now, again, the problem is it's only 180,000 people. The average balance for people who have been saving over a decade is 305000 So we're getting better. Employers are kicking in more money. More than a third of employers now auto-enroll new employees in the company's 401k plan, more than doubling in the last 10 years. I don't understand why we don't make 401ks mandatory. How about this? How about you pay no income in retirement? No income tax if you give up Social Security, but you max out your 401k. I I would strongly consider it. So congratulations to the 401k workers out there. Um, I think it's a step, like I said, in the right direction. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Amazon launched its biggest campus in the world in the southern Indian city of Hyderabad. My pronunciation, not bueno in uh, Asian countries and their cities and their capitals. So when I tell you they launched their biggest campus in the world in India, does that make you go, huh, aren't they a Seattle-based company? Isn't Seattle the town where you can get coffee? Amazon picked Arlington as the site for its upcoming second headquarters. But the new campus in India is the one that I'm most interested in. Spread over nine and a half acres. Cost hundreds of millions of dollars. You know, it's funny about Americans. We're not, how shall we say, very open-minded. There's some people listening to the radio right now who are like, I wonder if if their houses in India. I wonder if Amazon made their buildings out of sticks. (laughs) No. A lot of people don't. A lot of people don't ever change their vision of the world. Just telling you. Most Californians I know have never been east of the the Rocky Mountains. Very closed-minded country. India is considered the last major growth market for e-commerce. But a lot of local players are already committing, you know, big revenues and, and trying to generate business. Jeff Bezos, evil empire, dictator, has committed an investment of over $5 billion for India operations as it's seeking to fend off Walmart's e-commerce flip cart. Now, again, I don't even pretend to tell you that I understand the Indian market. I can tell you. I like the Indian market more than I like the Chinese market. India has had a form of capitalism far longer than China. India's got awesome uh, universities, great roads, um, a very stable, I'm not going to say stable, a strong political system. And those are all things that help commerce. If you're with me or against me. Target had a good quarter. Shares hit a record high. Remember a couple years ago, and by the way, I hate shopping at Target. I hate shopping. That's just my problem. Um, Target had a nice quarter. Second quarter earnings smashed expectations. That's not something you typically say all that often. Um, So... Target had some problems a couple of years ago with their red card or with their um, credit card readers. They got scammed, and ultimately, it hurt the company. 
to tell everyone, hey, we blew it. Your information was stolen. If your information hasn't been stolen, <coughs> you might be the golden child. I'm assuming everyone's information has been stolen. Target beat analyst expectations on earnings. That's the bottom line. And on revenues. They said investment in same-day shipping and in-store pickup drew more customers. I'm probably a little more likely. Are you a little more likely the last couple years, last two years, to, to have uh, an Internet experience beyond Amazon and try Walmart or Target? I am on, like, things like TVs and electronics. I'm not sure I want the clothing, but we'll see. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I think it's super important to understand that so many of your dollars automatically go away. It goes away in your rent or your mortgage. A lot of people are somewhere between 30 and 40% of their salary on just housing. In some markets, that's obviously more. It's interesting to note, though, that the McMansion that I grew up as an American dream, living in a big old house, is no longer the American dream. The American dream now might be uh, just a place to call home. And the dynamics are changing pretty dramatically, and what I mean by that is... uh, you're probably starting to see a little bit more, how shall we say this, uh, compromises. People don't have big closets anymore, so they probably aren't stocking up on shoes like they used to. Probably aren't shopping, stocking up on clothes like they used to. Because the housing's getting smaller. There's going to be ramifications, right? People live in small homes, small apartments. I know some millennials that live in 400 square foot plate homes and uh to me you can get a prison cell that's that big and that's kind of scary to me i don't know if it's scary to you but i think there's a reality that's kind of shocking there that if i lived in a 400 square foot home and for the record let me give you an example when i first moved to california many 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 years ago back in 2001 or 2000 somewhere around there I met a woman from Canada, but she lived here. She was a CFP type. And she lived in a teeny, tiny, tiny home in Campbell. And I'd never seen anything like it in my life because I'd been basically raised in Europe and then the latter part of my teen years on the East Coast. Um, I'd never seen anything like it. It was the smallest home I'd ever seen. She showed me her energy bill for a month was four dollars i was like how is that possible your refrigerator has to be four dollars she's like exactly i'm like how about your hot water showers at the gym how about your tv doesn't have one internet nope doesn't even pay for internet she she'd go to a coffee shop in the ter- in the in the world of like um attractive qualities she was beyond a penny pincher, but that was a lifestyle choice for her. She never wanted to be in the small apartment except to sleep. 
literally you open the door and you could see her bed. You look five feet past it, you could see a kitchenette. You look five feet past that and you could see what would amount to a, a dining room that might have been big enough to put a, a card table in. And uh, I found that attractive. I found that as she figured out a way to make it work. She didn't want all her money going into rent. I think that's cool. I'm, I'm good with that. It's interesting because she was also a, a bit of a, how shall we say, health nut? You know, like I said, she'd shower at the gym and everything. And uh, she had no body fat. It was one of the weirder things I've ever seen in a person. Like, she had none. None. Like, you could her arm was tight, her stomach was tight, her rumpus was tight, her legs were tight. She had no body fat. Anyhow, recession fears. And why do I bring that up? Oh, um, there's going to be some ramifications for the way people live. So that's a good thing. And that's one of the reasons why renting your clothes, not the worst thing in the world. Recession fears are mounting in certain parts of the U.S. economy. But Walmart and Target both had solid quarters. And they're telling us, the American consumers, okay. Um, a large part of our economy, roughly 80%, is driven by the consumer. Home improvement is an early indicator of economic distress. But from Home Depot's numbers, there's no sign that consumers in a tailspin. Target and Walmart would be considered bellwethers for mainstream America. They're pointing to the same exact conclusion. I know you're saying, did you say contusion? No, I said conclusion. Did you know where the term bellwether comes from? It's kind of one of those odd terms, because I should probably be using the term blue chip. But bellwether is an individual who either leads or starts a trend, indicates a trend. Uh, so they're literally a trendsetter. The term derives from the Middle English bellwether. It refers to the practice of placing a bell around the neck of a castrated ram, which would lead the flock of sheep. So when we use the term bellwether, we're talking about castrated rams in theory. That's where we go back, 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 back to. Um, bellwether stocks are often used to determine the direction of an industry. In the short term, J.P. Morgan is considered a bellwether of financial stocks. It's one of the major banks in the United States. It sets the tone for the whole industry. It's got contracts with companies in other industries. So it, it helps us understand the U.S. sector of different sectors in the market. Tata Consultancy. I just like saying the word Tata. Tata is uh, bellwether for tech stocks in the Indian markets. So if you see a company like Tata do well, it, it, it's telling you probably a lot of businesses in India are doing well, tech businesses. So anyway, bellwethers have their, their role. A little bit different than a blue chip, but same idea. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Don't be shy. Markets are having a nice day. In large part, it's that consumer retail story. It's the Target story. Are you with me against me? If we have jobs, we tend to spend money. And that's why that first-time unemployment claims on Thursday, every Thursday it comes out, it's important to look at. Uh, the employment trends and report that comes out on the first Friday of every month, also important to look at. 
I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.